Ah, yes, indeed. How about hour number two on a Monday? A lot of football on the board today. Cowboys lost that game like that to Jacksonville. Crazy end to that Patriots-Raiders game. We haven't even gotten to that particular play. We'll get there at some point. We'll get to the World Cup, too. We'll get to the World Cup. We haven't even talked about Argentina and France. That was unbelievable. Just some incredible stuff. We have gotten to a national championship in volleyball. Texas just storming through that Final Four and championship match after the first set loss to San Diego. After that point, San Diego and then Louisville had absolutely no chance. Texas wins it all there. And, of course, B. John Robinson, the big news on the football side, he makes it official today. He's going to forgo his senior year, rest, you know, not play the bowl game, forgo the senior year, and he's headed to the pros. DeMarvion Overshone made the same announcement over the weekend, and now we kind of wait for Roshan Johnson to let everybody know. For that and more, let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe Cantina hotline. We hit him every Monday about this time. It's Joe Cook of Inside Texas on 3.com at JosephCook89 on Twitter. Joe, how are you? Doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, as always, for the time. Uh, I know you took a little time to to be over at the uh, Bijan event today, the media availability, uh, announcing something that a lot of people figured was going to happen. Now it has become official. What can you tell us about the way he did it? If uh, if I know Bijan, I'm sure it was super classy and and you know as much as you can. You guys enjoyed uh, enjoyed talking to him today, even though he won't be back. Uh, let us know kind of how it played out today. Yeah. So uh, what it reminded me of was, um, I guess it was what six years ago uh, when Deontay Foreman did the same thing, just set up a table. Uh, invited local media um, and, you know, started right, right off the bat that he's declaring for the NFL and, um, you know, thanks so many different people. Uh, one thing that uh, th- this has always really stood out to me about Bijan, um, and I think it reflects the, the person that he is, is that no matter when he's thanking people, so, A, he does that. He thanks a lot of different people, shows a lot of gratitude, but he always includes uh, Coach Herman and Coach Drayton. And, you know, those are, uh, you know, Coach Herman obviously is a little bit of a, uh, the, 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 the technical term escapes me, but, you know, he's a controversial figure around here. A little touchy subject. Someone who, <laughs> maybe a little bit, but yeah. that's still, it, it speaks to Bijan that he's still willing to, to thank Coach Herman uh, for someone, you know, to, for bringing him around. Of course, he thanked Coach Sarkeesian. Uh, Sark actually, you know, at the end of the, the little press conference where Bijan took questions and answered a few things about what, you know, he looking back and looking forward and, and what his pre-draft process is going to be like and conversations, you know, with, with Ricky Williams and Earl Campbell and even Jamal Charles, uh, Steve Sarkeesian showed up at the end and, and, or he may have been hiding in the back. I was kind of focused on my laptop and yeah. he may have been been there and I didn't get to see him, but he came up at the end after uh, Bijan had been talking. After Bijan had, uh, uh, you know, declared his declared his intent to enter the draft and gave up and gave him a big hug. And so, um, you know, just a, a unique player. I don't know if y'all saw the video that he may have posted on his own Twitter account, but um, uh, what what he said in that video is very similar to what he said uh, throughout the course of his press conference. And I think the Longhorn YouTube channel even put it up on their on their youtube page so definitely worth the watch um he'll be he won't be too far uh, i asked him where he'll be doing a lot of his pre-draft process and he said it'll be with the the guys at collective here in austin 
Um, so he loves Texas, loves being a Longhorn, uh, made that evident both in that video and his words. And, you know, just a, a fun, fun human being to, to be around, to cover. And then, of course, and almost tertiary with him is to uh, watch him play football. Yeah, he, he's just a special talent on and off the field. You saw him with LeBron James on Friday at the Lakers game. I know Rich Paul and the Clutch team are going to go after them, and how could you not? But, Joe, let me ask you this, because with combines and stuff going up, and we know Bijan, most likely, if you're not trying to get fired as a GM, should be the first running back taken off the board. How much do you think or how much should he even put into the combine? What should he do? What shouldn't he do? And does he even need to do anything at all? He definitely, I mean, he'll, he'll go to the combine. Uh, he'll blow everybody away in interviews. Uh, that's, that's just, you know, everybody wants to, you know, the combine's all about finding holes and they're not going to find any holes in, in his personality at all. Um, I, I think going to the combine would be a good idea. Uh, not only doing that, but also running in pro day. Uh, because I, I think if you're looking at Bijan just as a prospect, you know, he's got the quickness, he's got the hands, he's got the size, he's got, you know, toughness and, and, and the ability to uh, basically fit into any type of run game. The only thing that you want to see from him might be a little bit better top-end speed. And, you know, maybe that that's not the, the most important thing for a running back. I mean, the guy ran for 1,500 yards and had, you know, 1,800 total yards with – without, you know, elite, elite top-end speed. Uh, but that's something he probably wants to go to the combine and show that he can do um, and still be able to do that when he's at 6'0 and, and, and 215 pounds. So I bet that'll be a, a big, big aspect of his uh, training. You know, he probably can I, – I, I don't know uh, the, the exact science with, with how a lot of running backs do this, but, you know, you remember Deontay Foreman, he, was, he played – I don't know if chunky is the right word, but he played a little heavy uh, when he was at Texas. And that may have been, uh, you know, uh, a result of other things going on within the program. But he realized really quickly, you know, I got to slim down. And I think he got to, you know, he, he was, he played it like 250, which is almost incredible to think about. And, it, and I think he ended up getting down to about 234. Uh, for uh, the combine and then for Texas Pro Day, so maybe Bijan can, you know, uh, if he's at 220 or something like that, uh, maybe he can, you know, try to slim up just a little bit in order to uh, shed a few tenths of a second off that 40 time and really make it so it's going to be tough for one of the 32 GMs to pass on him in the, in the first pick that they get. Talking with Joe Cook inside Texas. We, of course, mentioned DeMarvion Overshone made the announcement over the weekend with social, uh, through social media that he's foregoing his senior year. Joe, what about Roshan Johnson? Would you expect in the next couple days, at some point before the bowl game, we find out that Roshan's going to do the same thing? Yeah, we, we reported that at, at inside Texas, I think, either in the last week or last week and a half. That he, uh, he was the third uh, who was not expected to participate in the bowl game. Of course, we've seen... Uh, the other two, DeMarvin Overshone and B. John Robinson, make that declaration. Um, and and uh, although Roshan hasn't publicly said anything, it's we're expecting him over at Inside Texas to to not uh, be a part of that, not be a part of the uh, the bowl game, at least the game itself. So it's going to be. And I think I wrote about this last week. You know, uh, this is going to be Jonathan Brooks and Keelan Robinson's time. And the good thing for both those guys is. They've gotten some conventional carries. Uh, Keelan Robinson, he, he's gotten a lot of 
I guess you could say gadget plays uh, thrown his way this year or tossed his way this year. Uh, but he still has some experience running between the tackles. Same with Jonathan Brooks. Now, um, not all those between the tackles runs, uh, not all of them have been in competitive games. And they're going to be asked to do that, uh, you know, when the score is 0-0 or 10-7 or 14-13, stuff like that. Usually it's like 45-10 when they're making those runs. Uh, not the case this year. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what, what, when they have to do that. And, uh, um, you know, we've seen Jonathan Brooks with some really good snaps, both against Kansas and against Oklahoma this year. Keelan Robinson, of course, is electric when he gets in the space. I, I do kind of wonder who's going to be the first guy. Uh, part of me thinks it's going to be Brooks just because he's uh, a little bit more conventional in his running back ability and style. But uh, those two are going to be asked to, to carry most of the running load. And, you know, maybe even Jaden Blue gets some carries here and there against the Huskies. Joe, let me ask you about Demarion Overshone, who here at Texas changed positions from safety to linebacker and going in the NFL. If he stays at linebacker, he's clearly going to be undersized. How do you think he's going to fare in the league, and what do you think his position's going to be? Plus, is there anybody you could compare him to to where maybe he should go model his game after if he wants to have and prolong his career? You know, I think a lot of people want him to be uh, it, Isaiah Simmons. That's the name, the guy from Clemson who's on the Cardinals. Um, yeah. is it, I think that's – is that what – I think that's the name. Yeah, I think a lot of people right. want yeah. him to be that. They they want him to be that, and they wanted him to be that uh, at Texas. But I, I don't think that, you know, DeMarvion has that ability. Granted, he's a phenomenal athlete, but uh, I think uh, the guy that's in the NFL doing that is, a, is a, you know, on a, on a step above. So – um, you know, what he could do is, obviously, uh, you've seen Texas guys carve out some really good special teams roles, and someone who moves the way that he does at, at his size, 6'4", probably 222, 30, that's pretty impressive on special teams, and he has a lot of film of him doing that over these past couple of years. Um, I don't think he's going to be able to hold up as a, as a con- conventional, you know, uh, conventional every-down linebacker. Um, but I could see him probably maybe working out something to where he's a little bit of a pass rush guy. Um, the NFL, luckily, is is getting smart enough to, you know, if a guy's not just a, someone who's just going to sit on the outside of a 3-4 and, you know, hold the weak side edge, they, they know what to do with these types of players a little bit more often these days. And I think Overshone, with his athletic ability, uh, with his, you know, honestly, he's gotten better year over year as he's, uh, played that linebacker position, but I think he's going to be someone who may be a little bit more of a specialty package player, a pass rush, you know, maybe, you know, dime personnel type guy. Uh, special teams it will be where he makes a lot of hay, but, you know, I don't know where it's just tough to find an exact position for him because while still a great athlete, he's not just this superb athlete who can cover up a lot of maybe football deficiencies with athletic prowess. Talking with Joe Cook inside Texas on 3.com, at josephcook89 on Twitter if you want to give him a follow. Uh, Joe, obviously National Signing Day comes up on Wednesday, and this past weekend Longhorn fans got to see Jontae Cook and Trey Wisner of DeSoto get a, nas- uh, get a national title, get a state title. They hope it's a national title at some point. Get a state title with DeSoto. Malik Muhammad there with the South Oak Cliff team getting a, a – a state championship as well. Um, if you're staring at this list of 22, uh, what's the sense for how many of these guys will sign on Wednesday versus maybe how many are going to stretch it out till February? 
No, we really haven't gotten any indication that anybody's going to uh, keep it going into February. Uh, everybody, you know, I, I'm, I'm almost certain that Jonte is a early enrollee. Uh, uh, and, you know, it, it, we've been profiling each commit in the class where we're at Inside Texas with a get-to-know series, and Trey Wisner was our most recent one. So, uh, you know, coaches and even student-athletes, uh, they realize that, you know, this is signing day. The February one, it's kind of secondary these days. This is signing day uh, because coaches don't want to have to, you know, continue to, uh, you know, figure out if you're going to be in or out. They, they like having that closer. I'm sure the, the, the recruits do as well, knowing that their phone's going to stop being blown up. Uh, that they can, you know, finally put an end to a what is often an arduous process and uh, make sure that you know they they have their they're getting ready to start life as a college football player. So uh, we expect most uh, pretty much everybody to sign early. Uh, that also includes you know the big fish number one overall recruit Arch Manning. Uh, he'll enroll early as well. Uh, there's still a couple more recruitments that we are following. Uh, Camorian Pimpton uh, from. Uh, Fort Worth, North Crowley, tight end Vanderbilt commit, who uh, just made an official visit to Texas this past weekend. Uh, we're also watching DeAndre Moore, who goes to, I believe he goes to either St. John Bosco or Los Alamitos out in the Los Angeles area. Uh, Louisville commit, wide receiver. Uh, Texas only has Ryan Niblett and John Tay Cook in the class, so they're looking for some more uh, additions there to help out. Um, the, the, if there's anybody kind of at risk of maybe decommitting from the class, we've been on watch for a uh, Houston CE King defensive lineman, Dylan Spencer, uh, kind of took a, took an unannounced visit, at least to the Texas staff to, to U of H uh, a couple of weeks ago. I think he was in Lubbock this past weekend. Uh, so that's one that we, you know, we haven't had a full clear declaration either way, but you know, with those recent events, they kind of speak for themselves and, uh, he could maybe find himself choosing another place to play college football. Uh, but other than that, you know, everybody kind of seems like they are uh, ready to sign on Wednesday and put pen to paper or, you know, electronic signature to <laughs> pixel and uh, make it all happen. There you go. Joe, one more from me before we go. This Texas basketball team had their second game under Rodney Terry yesterday in Dallas against the Stanford Cardinals where they won 72-62. to And I know Stanford isn't the best Power 6 school, but if you look at it from a mid-major standpoint, they'd be a really good mid-major team. And if when you get to March, you've got to beat a good mid-major team most likely to advance. What did you see yesterday and what did you think in Coach Terry's second game? You know, I think what your last couple words there, Coach Terry's second game is really important to note. You know, last Monday, you know, we all wake up to the to the news that Chris Beard's in in jail on a felony charge. Um, the players did, the coaches did, uh, and then you know, twelve hours later, they got to go play a basketball game. And uh, you, you look at Monday with the through the lens of, hey, as long as you get the result and get the win, even if it takes overtime, that's about all you could ask for. Uh, from that game this one against Stanford you know yes Chris Beard's still not there he still is definitely suspended without pay but you can go through this as pretty you know close to your regular routine as possible you got that off day Wednesday or excuse me you got that off day Tuesday and then it's Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday getting ready for a game like you always get ready for a game Um, Rodney Terry seemed to do that well Uh, it, it was a little bit of a shaky start in the first half uh, but Texas, you know, remained strong on defense, and um, they were able to not only force Stanford into some mistakes towards the end of the towards the end of the game, uh, 
but you saw Marcus Carr close. Um, for some reason, you know, it's not it, Tyrese Hunter maybe going through a short sophomore slump stretch. It happens. You know, I wrote on Inside Texas that he's still kind of a young player despite his accolades from last year, despite his ability. He's still a true sophomore, and he's still in the early portion of his second season. Marcus Carr has been around a lot of basketball, and while he may not have some of the dribble drive ability that Hunter has shown to have, uh, he still has that experience, and he was the guy that closed that game yesterday. Uh, once Stanford cut it to you know within five, Carr basically took over and scored ten of the last sixteen points. So uh, it's a it's a good win. That's kind of the you know I, I don't know what type of challenge aside from their uh, NBA big man that Louisiana will present. Texas A&M Commerce probably is not going to present much of a challenge, or else we're going to have some bigger bigger issues to talk about <laughs> so texas doing well to take to you know get through the power conference portion of their non-conference schedule with just the loss to illinois in overtime um especially in, in the midst of all the the stuff going on outside the program there's a good job by the, uh, by the coaching staff good job by the team and um you just gotta you know get to the new year and then hey rodney terry I don't think you've ever seen Big 12 play like this as a head coach. I don't think he saw any of this in, uh, at Fresno State. I know he didn't see it at UTEP. So it's going to continue to be a big test for him as, as long as the Chris Beard uh, situation remains up in the air or indefinitely suspended as it is. That is Joe Cook, Inside Texas on 3.com. He's at Joseph Cook 89 on Twitter. Joe, we always appreciate it, man. Have a great week, and uh, we will talk to you. Let's see. We don't have a show next Monday, so we'll talk to you in the new year, I guess. Have a good Christmas, brother. We appreciate it, and uh, we will hit you up uh, the next Monday when we have a show. Hey, you guys know I work on Tuesdays, too, but hey, Happy New Year Merry <laughs> Christmas to y'all, and and, and thank y'all so much. Glad to be uh, glad to be a part of this show with y'all. And it's been hope it's been uh, it's good for y'all. It's always been great to me. Oh, you're great, Joe. You do great work online. You do great work with us. We appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. We'll be in, we'll be in touch on that Christmas schedule. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Good stuff there, Joe Cook inside Texas. And Longhorns did get the win, seventy two sixty two. Next up, it is that Louisiana team on Wednesday night. Get you set for that as the week goes on. Up next, let's get you a Flex Thirty segment. The two area teams did not come home with a state championship, but they certainly both had great seasons. We'll talk about them, maybe a little bit about that Texas basketball game coming up. We will also continue to talk about Bijan making the official announcement to go pro. Cowboys going down to Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And coming up at 145, it is where we at in society. Isaiah is going to let us know there. Stay with us on a Monday. This is The Horn. Oh man, Jingle Bell Rock, just like the version of Jingle Bell Rock, but the artist didn't immediately pop in my head. Huh, is this like a massive name? I don't know. That tells me a little bit. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just saying if it was like a big time household yeah. name, you would have said yes. 
like if I knew this guy made other tracks besides Christmas songs, I couldn't tell you one of them. So no. I got you. Um, man, the voice is not quite that high, but I don't know. Frankie Valley? I have no idea. Nah, Bobby Helms. Bobby Helms? Big right. time? No idea. Yeah. No, that's exactly the name, the kind of name I thought you were about to say. I've never committed this to memory. Okay. Ever. For some reason, I just never, but that's the version. For sure. Like, to me, that is the version of Jingle Bell Rock everybody goes to. Oh, yeah. This, he looks like he could get deployed at any moment. <laughs> Wait a minute. What does that mean? Is that a hair just reference? Just you know the era. Okay, gotcha. Bobby Helms, the Jackson 5, and Frank Sinatra with some Christmas music for you today. We hope you are having a great Monday. Somebody texted us earlier, hey, what about the World Cup, guys? Trust me, we know. There's so much over the weekend that we're trying to get to today. Remember, Ball Don't Lie coming up at 3. Then we do have Soccer Matters, the post-World Cup edition tonight at 7 with Glenn Davis as Argentina gets by France in a wild World Cup final uh, in Sincerious at 8 o'clock tonight. So we will definitely get into that. I know Isaiah and I both had a chance to check out some of that World Cup final. We will get into some of that as uh, we may need to, as we sometimes do, use Tuesday to kind of clean some things up because uh, there's a lot of things we still haven't gotten to today. But uh, we will get there. And coming up in the 2 o'clock hour, uh, we will talk uh, maybe a little World Cup final. We'll talk a little Bijan going pro. Cowboys losing to the Jaguars. And at some point, we have got to get to the way Bill Belichick's day ended yesterday because, wow. Damn, Bill. Unbelievable. Right now, though, let's get you a Flex 30 segment, and we will uh, put a cap on the season for our two area teams that got there, didn't quite get it done, but they had a hell of a run. Here we go. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. As they, I wanted to be wrong, as I have wanted to be wrong so many times over the years when what I think is going to happen and what I want to happen are two different things. Everybody that listens to our show knows I love the Vandegrift Vipers. I love this team. I love the run that they got to go on. But I'd also seen DeSoto in 7-on-7. I knew the level of talent. I had seen what they were doing to teams along the way, and I just thought it was a bad matchup for Vandegrift. For a while, they hung out. They hung tough. They made some big plays on defense to keep it close but ultimately, uh, DeSoto was better, and 42-17 was the final score there for Vandegrift. Yeah, shout out to the Vandergriff Vipers. Drew Sanders' team made history, even though they're runner-up in the state championship game. I mean, what a year they had, losing the first game of the season and then racking up, what, 14 straight? Sorry, 13 yeah, straight. I think that's right. Yeah, about 14 straight and... Yeah, getting to the state championship, and they played against just a DeSoto team that has serious, serious D1 elite talent. I mean, we know firsthand with Jonte Cook and Trey Wisner both coming to the 40 Acres in January. Both those guys really showed out, and especially Trey Wisner. I know we talked about Jonte Cook mm-hmm. last week, and we asked Justin Wells about him, but Trey Wisner, he really gets me excited that he's coming to play for Steve Sarkeesian because he seems like a guy, it don't matter if he's playing in the backfield, it don't matter if he's lining up as a wide receiver, 
receiver. He's just on the field to make plays. He's an absolute athlete. And I four-star rating, Truth, one of the best four stars I've seen. And he made life hell for Drew Sanders and that really good defense that Vandergriff has. I mean, they they tried. They forced a couple fumbles. Damian Wimberly stripped uh, Darius Bailey, DeSoto's QB at yep. one point. It's just all that talent that the Soto has, it was just too much for the Vipers at the end of the day. But like I said with Wimberly, the Vipers have nothing to hang their hats on. They had a huge season, a terrific season that made everybody in this area proud. Yeah, and like you said, historic. They'd never been to a state championship game. I saw a still shot of them on the field, rocking the you know, they got their silver medals on, they're holding up the trophy. And the looks were really interesting to me. The look on Drew Sanders' face, the coach, grown man, head coach, understanding what they had just done. Historically, he had a little bit of a smile on his face. You could tell there was pride on his face. But the looks on the faces of those players told me everything I needed to know. They absolutely thought they were going to beat DeSoto. And that's what I love about him. They absolutely believed it. Buchanan looked completely devastated. Wimberly looked devastated. Witt, both Wits, looked devastated. Coleman, all of them, to a man, looked crushed by the moment you could see a little bit of that pride in the coach's face because he knows there'll be a day when they understand it. But it just wasn't going to be Saturday. They were crushed by it. Shout out to the Vipers, man. They're a tough. I, you knew they were going to fight hard, and they did for a little while. They just couldn't quite you know, get it for four quarters, and, and DeSoto was the better team. But, yeah, they're a great story. Hopefully there's more Vandegrift stories uh, later on for that program, and maybe they can get over the hump and, and win a, a state title at some point. Let me but, ask uh, you, this was a hell of a team. Let me ask you a question because yeah. I want to know your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. No, you're not allowed to have reviews in any of the games throughout the regular season into the playoffs until you get to Jerry World. But once you get to Jerry World, now we're going back and reviewing if guys stepped on the line. Now we're reviewing fumble calls like Brandon Buchanan. That was a huge fumble that got called against Vandergriff where it was an incomplete pass at first, but now we're in the state championship game. Now we have all the resources where we can fumble and I heard Craig Way, which Craig Way was unbelievable like he always is for Bally Sports, but I heard him say this is the only time you can do that mm-hmm. is in the state championship game. How do you feel about that? Uh, I've always been a believer that you either show me everything or you show me nothing. So if you're going to get to that game at Jerry World and everybody gets to be on TV and you're going to show me all the angles, we have to get it right. Yeah, get it right. Or, again, the other option is just move on and have Craig say, well, it was close, but what are you going to do? Third down. And then move on. So, for me, it's a state title game. I'll give you a great example. A few years ago, and by the way, congrats to Duncanville, another state title. They beat Galena Park North Shore 28-21. I need to go back and watch that game. Yeah, I got saved. I was watching the NFL madness, and I just totally forgot to check in on that one. But remember the game Duncanville won with the dude getting his toe down at the corner of the end zone on the very last play of the game? Like, to me, you got to make sure that's right. Yeah. You're talking about a state title. You're talking about these kids' lives being changed forever. And, it, and it's a big difference in you're a state title, a state title, a titleist for the rest of your life, or you're a state champion for the rest of your life. When you have close games, yeah, you, you got to look. So I, I think once you get to that level, you, you got to get it right. They were taking the minute. They were, sure. I know, and it's 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 tough. But thankfully, with you know high school games, you're only at 12 minute quarters. And I think deep down, the coaches and players would agree with me that 
that's what you got to do. Yeah, absolutely. If it's that close a game. Uh, but definitely uh, big credit to, to Vandergrift and Wimberley, the last two teams in our area that were in it. They both get to the state title game. Uh, came up short, but just incredible seasons for those uh, for those players. And uh, thanks to all of you, the parents, the coaches, the players that have been supporting uh, us here at the Horn. And, of course, FlexATX, FLXATX.com. Remember, it never ends for Flex. They're covering all kinds of different sports for you, including basketball, including you know volleyball, including soccer, uh, and, of course, getting ready for football season next year. If you missed that all-flex team, you can go to flxatx.com and see who made our very first all-flex team. All right, coming up, we will get you more on that Texas basketball team. Second game under Rodney Terry as the interim coach for now, and they were able to get a little more of a, of a relaxed win, if you will, not, not having to go to overtime in that one. They got by Stanford by 10. We'll talk a little bit about that. Also, Zay will tell us where we are in society. We've got that coming up. Plus, in the 2 o'clock hour, back to the big stories of the day, lots of NFL craziness, and Bijan decides that his next place is NFL craziness. More coming up on The Horn. Rolling through some Christmas music today. We hope you're in a good Christmas mood. It is wet and rainy out there. Not exactly Christmassy outside. The cold part is Christmassy, but the wet part's not. All right. Feliz Navidad. Freddie Fender? No. Um. Um. Then it's um. Oh God. Is the first name like Alejandro? No. First name's Jose. Oh, Jose Feliciano. There we go. There it is. Dead gummit. Jose Feliciano. That's what it is. I'm in a Christmas spirit. We'll give you that one. I can tell. Yes, you are. Thank you very much. Jose Feliciano, Bobby Helms, Jackson 5, Frank Sinatra, Christmas music for you. Enjoy it while it's there. Because A, it's not there for very long. And B, there's just not that many songs. Not that many. So when you get through that list... Sometimes, you know, you just kind of kind of move on after Yeah, this that. week we're trying to find different people singing different songs. We'll see what we can do. Okay. Trying yeah. to trying to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see what we can do. Like a little, la- a, little, a little different than what people are used to, and then some of the same, all that everybody grew up with. Yeah. Last week I heard James Brown singing about Santa Claus. I'd never heard that song before. Oh, that's fire. Pretty good. I like that. Also, what was also really cool this weekend, Chad, watching the state championship games, when you hear Craig Way say, say goodnight to this one for somebody like Trey Wisner, I wonder if anybody's mentioned, hey, that guy's going to be saying that to you mm-hmm. for the next four to three years. Get used to it. Like, I, send him that clip and say, hey, get used to listening to this. There was a drive DeSoto had where Cook had a big play, and then Wisner, I think, had a touchdown at the end of it. And I thought to myself, not the last time Trey, nope. uh, Craig's going to be doing that. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Malik Muhammad, too. Safo Cliff, four-star cornerback, Texas commit. He was defensive player MVP against Port Neches Grove. 
that who they played? That was is that right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They played yeah, P and G. Yeah. 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 Um before we get to where we at, couple things for you. Rod and Hard's coming up with Ball Don't Lie at three. They'll give you their thoughts on the crazy weekend of football. And of course, Bijan announcing that he is going pro. Soccer matters at seven o'clock, talking about that wild World Cup final where Argentina gets the win for Messi and then Insincerious at eight o'clock. Also, my favorite tweet of the day. And yes, I'm the only Aggie that'll tell you this is their favorite tweet of the day, but ultimately, these kids need to do whatever's best for them because they don't have power for very long. Uh, Zay, Evan Stewart, a few hours ago, tweeted, this is, of course, A&M receiver Evan Stewart, tweeted, woke up thinking, and Jonte Cook retweeted, and he tweets, wonder if it's what I'm thinking. Well done. Well played. Well played, Jonte Cook. And now folks are just accusing each of them of messing (laughs) with everybody but if you're like me if you're one of my aggie brothers or sisters out there right now as we speak evan stewart's twitter picture still says texas a&m so i'm keeping my fingers crossed i'm holding out hope that evan stewart's going to stay in college station yeah those guys they're pretty tight one of the funniest videos i've seen with those two is they're both bragging on their respected schools and jante's going at <laughs> saying hey man you clearly just going to a&m just to block uh you you ain't trying to have 15 catches a game you ain't trying to get 15 touchdowns in the season just saying stuff like that and evan's trying to get him back like well. so wait it, just, it wasn't just fans doing that jante cook was doing that to him oh yeah they're real oh, tight they work jante. out together all the time both dallas boys yeah so yeah. Jontae Cook, he's been trying to flip Evan Stewart for a hot minute now. Mm-mm. We'll see where that ends up. Uh, signing day coming up on Wednesday, of course, the 21st. All right, let's go where are we at in society. We'll see what Zay's got for us here. Where are we at in society today? Are you about to break the Evan Stewart transfer story? Is that what you're ready to do? Nah, nah, no. not right now. Stay tuned, though. Oh, stay stay okay. tuned. It could be happening. Who okay, knows? fair enough. All right, Chad. So how are you with your aunties and uncles? Y'all cool? Uh, I am cool with aunties and uncles, yes. I do not have any direct aunts or uncles on my dad's side because he's an only child. I have aunt and uncle on my mom's side, and yeah, we're good. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, sometimes you could have a crazy auntie that just, uh, you can't be bringing her around as much. Yeah, I got lucky there. My mom's super nice, and she's a twin, so her my aunt is basically the same person as my mother. Okay, and they're both just really sweet, nice, and if you don't like, if you don't get along with them, it's kind of your fault. All so right. I'm good there. All right. So during a bowl game this weekend, yes. Frank Gore Jr. You know his pops. His pops is a pretty good NFL player. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, Frank Gore Jr. who plays for Southern Miss dominated against Rice. Okay, had 329 rushing yards. Yeah, that's a lot. Two touchdowns and only like 21 carries. <laughs> Yeah, Rice, they, they struggled to guard Frank Gore. So Efficiency. Course, yeah, very efficient. efficient very like efficient. It. Yeah, very Cedric Alexander-like. Uh-huh. So, of course, they win, and Frank Gore Jr. wins MVP. And ESPN's interviewing him after the game, uh-huh. right after the game. You're still on the field. You're still in your pads. Right. It's fresh. Fresh. Uh-huh. Somehow, Auntie gets on the field Uh-oh. and charges... Right at Frank while he's getting interviewed live, and listen to how this went. It's quick. You gotta listen quick. Okay. Listen to how this right. went. Okay. I knew how important this was for our team. Auntie, chill. I, I knew how important this was for our team. 
<laughs> well, let's go again. It was quick. It was quick. Let's go again. Okay. Well, I knew how important this was for our team. Auntie, chill. I, I knew how important this was for our team. Okay. He said Auntie, chill. And Auntie, he chill. to push Auntie out the way. Okay. And Auntie's clearly, she ain't all there. Auntie looks like she ain't got no teeth. Auntie looks like she's from the gutter of Southern Mess. Like she looks... She looks like she's been through some things. So, yeah, yeah somebody needs to control Auntie because this ain't a good look. Okay, so two things. First off, this is my new favorite player now, uh, Frank Gore Jr., because A, clearly his dad taught him right. His dad taught him to deal with certain situations and think on the fly, and he came up with the two perfect words to get her to understand what he was trying to say. He wasn't rude. He wasn't vulgar, right? Nobody had to bleep him. But he understood that he had a job to do at that point. I sent you the video. Did you see the video? Did you see him push her though? Hang on, let me One see. hand, like a little little nudge. All right. It I'm wasn't a, bad. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch. Okay, here we go. Okay, so he's right there. See, there he is. Okay, yeah. Oh no, he's fine. Okay. No, he's fine. He's fine. Right. No, no, he needed to do it. No, see, he understands like I understand that the press conference is the play it's work. It's part of it's part of his job. He was having to work. And the look on his face, right when that thing ends, right when it pauses, the look on his face is, oh, Lord, this woman. Yeah, he, he knows this is the ignorant auntie. <laughs> he knows this is the ignorant oh. auntie. Yeah, see, that's tough because that, that is where hopefully, uh, and, and I don't know, do we know if this is Frank's sister? Like, do I, we, we do not. Okay. Whoever it is that's connected to her, you get, uh, hopefully very quickly on the field, you got to have, hey, 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 it's his moment. Please. What are you doing? He's on national television talking about his success. Wait. Wait two beats until he's done to hug him. Are you serious? Yeah. And you're you're in you're in the family with Frank Gore Sr. and now Frank Gore Jr. and you don't know how to act in the, that situation? That's the thing. We've been here before. Right. Frank Gore played in the league for <laughs> 30 years. We should know etiquette. You realize football after football game etiquette as a family. Do you realize if you look at the all-time rushing list today, I think Frank Gore's Third. Oh, yeah. People are trying to get him out the Hall of Fame. He needs to be up there. Third all time. It's Emmett, Sweetness, and him. This fa- <laughs> What are we doing? Auntie, whatever your name is. No, that's bad. Yeah. Frank Gore Jr. had to go on Twitter and say, y'all chill. I love my auntie to death because they've been getting after him saying, oh, you did auntie wrong. No. Nah, man. You can't have your auntie with no teeth. Straight off the ripple in the henny, because she looks like she's been on something. That ain't no sober auntie. There's no no telling what she might have said. She <laughs> might have swore on television. She might have gotten vulgar on television. He did exactly what he needed to do, and I thought he applied the exact amount of pressure to get her out of that shot. I thought that was perfect. That might have been, to me, that's about as, you know, that is about as, uh, you know, head on a swivel. That's as good or, or better than anything he did during the game. And Dang. she, by the way, she provided about as much resistance as Rice did. <laughs> <laughs> she got out of the way just like Rice did. You see yeah, that? yeah, Rice, man, they weren't tackling nobody that day. But and hopefully she, I mean, I think maybe maybe she realized it. Like once he did what he did, she hopefully it jogged her memory of, oh yeah, this is kind of like you said, this is what we do. Our family is not new to this. Welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome to the show. We are the Gores. That's what, what I'm saying. What like, are you doing? Pops was nice at Miami. Like, we've been around for a long time. I know he went through all his ACLs and stuff, but, yeah, we've had moments like this. But, see, it makes me think she 
she has has an ignorant look to her where you have to think she might have just got out the joint not too long ago. So she hasn't experienced the gore success like everybody else. This might be new to her. She's proud. She just got out. Teeth gone. Here's the other the other thing I will say in in to defend the young man here who's focused on the game and what he's doing. Anyone else in Team Gore want to stop her from getting to that point? Was there anybody in Team Gore that could have helped out there? Was there anybody in the co- on the coaching staff? Was there anybody associated with Southern Miss that knew SID anybody the linebacker? Is there somebody that knew her? This couldn't be the first time y'all have ever met this woman. This can't be the first time. See, that's what right? I said. I don't know. I, this, because she gives me the impression that she just got out. Oh, like, I don't know, this, man. There's no etiquette here. You this think, is very disrespectful. This is like uh, she she just she lost it for You think a she might have just got off of a run and, and and decided to go to the bowl game whether first, she got first out, day out? Whether she got out of rehab or she got out of prison. She got out of somewhere acting like that. That's not normal folk. <laughs> That's <laughs> just some serious country stuff going on there. You don't know where she just left. You just yeah. think she had to sign something and they handed her a bag of her Yo, stuff. And the way she was looking to Auntie looked rough. <laughs> I'm sorry. Everybody has that rough looking Auntie. It's uh, all right. We, we see, try to help her out. I, I'm going to hope it wasn't that serious because if it was something that serious, she might have decked him for that push. But she sounded like she, she took it pretty well. Yo, I, she took it pretty well. I was talking to Snoop Daniels. I know there were some Auntie Gores up there in Arlington at Jerry World for all them games. All them South Dallas teams winning. There were some Auntie Gores out there. I was looking up in them stands. There were some Auntie Gores out there. That is funny. 329 is that what he had? What a game. Good for him, man. That is awesome. All-time bowl record now. 329. That's what I'm saying. He might be at Southern Miss, but you can't help the name. NFL going to take a look at that boy. Dude, that is serious. Over my lifetime, I've watched dudes like Barry Sanders and, you know, just go off. Marshall Falk go off in bowl games. Bo Jackson, all kinds of guys. 329, that's a different world. Yeah. (laughs) It's a different. 21 carries, too. Different realm. Yeah, and if you're on that Rice defense, whoo, yeah. I wouldn't admit. I, t- I was hurt that night. That wasn't me. No, no, that wasn't me. No, 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 no. You wear 55. No, I don't. No, 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 no. That was somebody else. Yo, them finals must have been hard as hell. I know Rice academics go crazy, but them finals must have been tough. Guys weren't watching film. Guys were not worried about that bowl game. Guys were worried about passing them hard-ass courses that you got to take at Rice University. So I get it. I get it. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I also like the smile on Big 64's face standing behind him to help block for that 329 yards. 64's having a good night. Yeah. Yeah, good for him in that offensive line that can forever say they blocked for the all-time bowl record until somebody maybe breaks that. Good for them, uh, and a good job. I'm, I'll, I'll support you, Frank Gore Jr. I thought you did the right thing to get Auntie out of that uh, out of that shot. All right, 2 o'clock hour coming up. Bijan Robinson says it's time to go pro. Cowboys go down to the Jags. What the heck happened at the end of the Patriots game? And uh, Longhorn basketball gets a win. The World Cup final was absolutely crazy. We're trying to get to as much of it as we can today. Don't move. It's the Horn. Callahan's General Store. In these days leading up to the holiday, our friends at Callahan's not only 